Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of Sports Spectrum is brought to you by Compassion International. For more information about how you can release a child from poverty, go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. It's $38 a month, tax deductible, a chance for you to make a difference in a child's life. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and consider sponsoring a child today. Today on the podcast, we welcome Blake Anderson, Arkansas State's head football coach. Blake came to Arkansas State in 2014, and every single season he's been there as the head coach, they have been to a bowl game. Five straight years playing in a bowl game, two Sunbelt Conference championships in 15 and 16, and last year, 2018, they were the Sunbelt West champions. Blake Anderson, 39-25 and 25 overall record, believer in Christ, husband to Wendy, father to Colton, Callie, and Kaysen. This was a lot of fun talking to this guy. You can just sense he has that energy, that enthusiasm that you get when you talk to coaches at a high level, especially in college football. But this also goes a little deeper because Blake, and if you've been following him on Twitter at CHB Anderson, you'll see that he's been providing updates on his wife. And his wife, Wendy, is battling cancer, breast cancer, stage four. And so we talked to him about just walking through the process of being a husband who is obviously supportive of his wife, but keeping that faith component central as his wife battles cancer and as he tries to navigate also being a head football coach at the same time. Also, his testimony, Blake's testimony, was a powerful one in coming back to the Lord and understanding that football, in many ways, was becoming his God. And then the God did a pretty great work in his life. Take a listen to the conversation here with Arkansas State head football coach Blake Anderson here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. Coach Anderson, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. It's good to talk to you, Coach. I'd like to start with on the field quickly, if that's all right. We're taping this in the summer. It's almost time for practices, and soon the season will be upon us. August 31st at home against SMU is the season opener, and you have a game against Georgia I saw in week three as well. So tell me about your 2019 team and how you feel about the squad headed into this year. Well, I feel good about it. I mean, we've got a lot of changes, um, a lot of staff changes off the field. I had as many as eight different new assistant coaches this year with um, with some guys taking jobs and, and moving on in their careers. Really the biggest transition we've had since I've been here going on year six. So we've had a guy leave here or there, but never really haven't been through that mass transition. So that, that's been a change. Um, it brought some new energy, some good energy that's obviously – uh, always, uh, you bring guys in first day, first first year. Just they bring some new perspective and energy. So that's been a challenge. And then we lost some really good players. Uh, that uh, you, you do that every year, but a couple guys that that had really really big big impacts on our football team. You know, player of the year on offense, couple years in a row, player of the year on defense, couple four year starters that were just great 
great leaders as well uh, at some other positions. So, um, you know, I, I feel like athletically, you know, we're really, really talented. It's just so much new and how quickly do we get used to things. And then we've got a tough schedule as well. So uh, it could be uh, it could be one of those, those years that uh, you're scratching your head, but also – it can be one of those special years too. It has all the makings of, of a team that could be really, really good and and could uh, could make a, make for a fun season. Five straight seasons playing in a bowl game. You're entering your sixth season now as head coach. What would you tell that coach who said yes to this job five years ago, Blake Anderson from 2014? What would you tell that person today, based upon the experiences you've had these past few years? Well, jokingly, I would tell you, be careful what you wish for, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but man, I'm so blessed to have the job I got. And, and it's, you know, we just learned a lot as we've gone just be patient and, and be willing to uh, take a deep breath and don't feel like you have to have the answer right then. I mean, I've learned to slow down and seek wise counsel and, and be willing to sleep on some things before I have to feel like I make a decision. I think initially you just, you feel like you've always got to have the answer right then. And I've learned just to slow that process down a little bit, but didn't really know what we were getting into either. I mean, we took over a program. I was the fifth head coach in five years, and yeah. we just we didn't really know what the problems were. Uh, and I think part of the thing is just slowing that process down and learning to assess and just figure out exactly what the issues are that we have to overcome. And we kind of, you know, I kind of acted and then figured out later. I think if you look back now, just tell me, be patient, let it come. Uh, you don't win or lose this thing overnight. It's going to take. It's a process, and you just got to come and be consistent at work every day, and, and learn that kind of as we've gone along. Arkansas State coach Blake Anderson is our guest here at Sports Spectrum. We all have a calling on our lives as God uniquely wires each of us with our talents and passions that we have. When did you realize your calling was as a coach? You know, I, I think I thought about doing everything but being a coach early because I was. You know, it seemed like every coach that I admired told me, man, you don't need to do this. You need to do something else with your life. And they all kind of try to talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, I don't know, I was always just gravitated towards uh, competition and sport. And, uh, you know, basketball, I was always in the gym or always throwing and catching a ball. And, and it just seemed to be the people other than my dad. And, and I and I think the world of him, and he's not a coach, and he is truly my hero. But uh, other than my dad, the, the men in my life that just I really admire were all coaches. And I think I just started leaning that way early, early in my, in my life. Uh, and then as, as my career started being taken away from me a little bit more as an athlete, when injuries started to occur in college, it became more and more evident to me that, man, I, I want to be around this. And I, I, I really do think it's something I would love to do. And um, Blair Philbrick was, uh, was a young coach when I was finishing up my career at Sam Houston State. He was a great Christian dude. He was just so much fun to be around. He just kind of made every day better. Uh, he, I remember thinking, man, if I could do that for somebody and be that kind of guy for for people, I, you know, I, I would I would absolutely love this. And he actually told me, you know, after I think after my second knee injury, he said, Blake, I think you'd do. I think you'd really be good at this college coaching stuff. I, I really wish you'd consider it. And it was just I'm thankful that God put people in my path like Blair, like. Uh, Larry Hargrove, my high school coach, uh, you know, just Mike Lucas, who was an assistant coach that came, just guys that just kind of nudged me in the right way and just saw that uh, that God would, you know, that could potentially use me in this. And uh, I think I learned a little bit starting all the way back from school when I was playing junior high and high school ball, but but definitely during my college time that 
guy stepped in and just kind of pointed me in this direction. Yeah, Coach, obviously your faith is important to you as well. We hear that just in the way that you're talking. Can you share with us your testimony? We love hearing testimonies of the people that we interview here. Can you share a little bit about how your walk with the Lord developed and began and maybe when you made Christ Lord? Well, I grew up in the church, uh, and you know my, my family is still heavily involved. But uh, I like a lot of guys. You know, I, I kind of grew up in it and got away from it. And I'm just really fortunate that that you know God brought me back. I spent I spent the first I don't know ten twelve years of my career kind of doing it the wrong way. I was chasing chasing the job, chasing paycheck, chasing title. Uh, you know, just really kind of doing this career the way I thought you were supposed to do it. I mean, the way a lot of people kind of gave me the example of how you, I mean, you just, you just outwork everybody and you, and you, you try to promote yourself up. And, and so, uh, to be honest with you, about midway through my career, it became obvious to me that I wasn't a very good husband. I wasn't a very good father. I was a really good ball coach, but I wasn't doing those things right. And I definitely wasn't using the platform that God gave me. And so, um, you know, my, my career was about to come, you know, full circle. I was, I was moving up the ladder and, and, you know, it's kind of on the hot list for every, every, you know, young coordinator, young recruiter job. But, but my wife was, was tired of this and, and I was about to lose my family and my, my, fa- my marriage was falling apart. And I, you know, I realized I'm going to keep coaching and coaching at a high level, but I'm going to do it without my family. I'm going to do it without my wife and kids. And, and this is just not what God wants you to do. And luckily my wife was praying for me. I had family that, that knew that I really wasn't, uh, you know, really wasn't using my platform and I wasn't really walking the right way and wasn't walking the way I knew God wanted me to. And, and you know, honestly, just God kind of brought me to my knees. Uh, my dad had a heart attack and my wife was about ready to leave. I didn't have a good relationship with my kids, but my career was doing great. And I walked in on June uh, 1st, I think it was 2004 or five, I think. I can't remember exactly what year it was. And I told Wendy, I said, if, if, if you'll stay, I'll get out of coaching. If you'll stay, I'll work on our marriage. I'll get my relationship right with Christ. I'll get to know my kids, and I'll get out of coaching because I don't want to lose my family, and I, and I want to do what God wants me to do. And I walked in and resigned. And um, I got out of coaching for about a year and a half. Didn't know if I'd ever get back in again, but I promised my wife and I promised Christ that if, if he got us back in, that I was going to do it for him and that we'd do it together. A couple of years later, a job opportunity presented itself. Uh, I, absolutely a God thing. And uh, just I have an amazing wife because she felt led to get back in, too, and it would have been really easy for her not to. And I got back in as a coordinator at Lafayette, and this is in 2007. And we have uh, we just been trying to do it for God ever since, put God first, put our family second. Football comes third, which is where I think it needs to be. And if we do those other things right, we do a good job at, at using this as our mission field. And we've just been trying to do it. And I've had a blast, you know, spent uh, time at Lafayette, at Southern Miss, at Carolina, all those leading us to here. And just been trying to do this job that same way, really try to use it as a mission field, just try to do coaching in a way that honors God, um, do family, do balance. And uh, I'm absolutely having a blast. And so, uh, you know, but it, but it took me, I'm stubborn. It took me really coming to my knees and realizing I was about to lose it all. Cause I wasn't honoring yeah. it. I wasn't using it the way God intended me to. I wasn't, I wasn't being uh, the person he wanted me to be. It, it really took me cause I'm so stubborn. He had to hit me across the head and for, to really get my attention. And just so thankful that I've had a chance to, to come back to the side and use that testimony to, uh, hopefully help other young coaches that are, that are seeing the same thing or other guys that are struggling with that same kind of environment, you know, hopefully they don't, uh, don't have to go through what I went through. 
Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. How have you seen your testimony impact others? And certainly it's God doing all the work, but being able to share with other coaches the struggles you've gone through, assistants, even coaches and other teams to be able to impact them and show them that this is, if this becomes an idol, this is not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had a chance to share my testimony to a lot of people. I've spoken to as many different groups as I can, and obviously been really open uh, in in situations like this and others to to let people know. I mean, I didn't do it right, and 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 you know, I'll, hopefully you can learn from my mistakes. I've had a lot of guys reach out and say thank you. I've had the guys call and ask questions about how do you manage your staff so that you can have balance. How do you do the job you do with balance? How do you how do you do the job you do and 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 keep, you know, your eyes focused on God. And I mean, it's a challenge every day. I mean, I don't have it fixed. I don't have it figured out. I mean, it's still a battle every day, but you know, it's just given me an opportunity to have those conversations with guys. And, um, and, and I think every, every opportunity I get, I mean, that's why, that's why God's put us in the position we're in with the platform we have. And I'm just going to keep using it till he, he has moves me on to do something else. That's right. Blake Anderson's our guest here on sports spectrum. You mentioned kind of balancing family and football and I know the off season at least from what I've seen on social media and just following along uh, as you post on Twitter uh, it's been one where you've walked through some difficult circumstances with your wife can you share kind of what's been going on and what you've been going through what she's been going through and kind of what that's been like well it's it's uh, obviously anybody that has has to deal with the loved one that's, that's fighting cancer it's just there's just nothing pleasant about it but it's been going on for a couple of years. She was diagnosed a couple of years ago and, and with breast cancer, and we initially battled it then, and, and we thought, you know, we went in and did surgery and thought we had it beat, and, you know, that was a blessing that it just went as smoothly as it did the first time because it could have been a lot worse. And But uh, we find ourselves a year and a half later, and it's come back, and now it's spread throughout her body. And, you know, we're sitting here at stage four with really cancer-fighting uh, brain, liver, lungs, lymph nodes, you name it. There's about a, there's not much part of her little body that's not affected by it. And mm. it, it, it's just, it's just where God's got us at this point. It's, um, you know, it's easy to lead and show young men and, and, and other families and, and couples that, uh, you know, we can walk in Christ when things are going great, but when adversity strikes, you know, how are you going to manage it? And so we're just trying to walk as, faithfully and uh you know as strongly as we possibly can through you know really the toughest time of our life it's been a really tough two years and we uh we just continue to try to lean on him and we don't really know the outcome and she's still got a long way to go and and far from being healthy at this point but we just know god's going to use it and that uh that we got to praise him in the good and the bad and and uh it's um it, it, again, we just we kind of just say this is where God's got us, and we're going to trust Him and love Him regardless, even though we're frustrated with it and we're scared at times, and and that there's uh, just so much that's unknown. But but I know there's other people going out going through similar things, and if we can be a good example, then then we're you know we're honoring God just by how we walk and how faithfully we trust Him on how He's going to handle things. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you because I know there's a lot of people listening, and we're all going through trials and. The book of James says to consider it joy when we go through trials, which is one of the Bible verses I don't like reading because it's hard <laughs> It's hard to have joy when you're going through yeah. difficult circumstances. Can you go a little deeper with that and kind of the wrestling maybe that you've done with God and walking through that and still trying to find joy in a very difficult circumstance? Yeah, I find myself a lot. Uh, you know, I, I've read first chapter of James a million times, and, and it yeah. is hard to rejoice when things are not going. When you when person when your best friend the person you love is is just 
you know, struggling. It's hard, but, but I know, we know that's what God asks us to do. And, and my wife is so faithful. She's been right there way, you know, just, just, but we thank you for cancer. We don't know why, but we thank you for cancer. We want to be healed of it. We want you to be glorified through it, but we, we thank you for what you're putting us through. And, you know, there's a lot of times I really don't know what to ask for or what to say. And I just kind of cling to Romans, you know, eight twenty six and 27 where, you know, I know the Holy Spirit will intercede and just kind of keep ourselves open to, to for the Holy Spirit to step in and do it for us. Cause I'm not smart enough to have the words, uh, just, Every day kind of starts with me, God, I want to honor you today. I don't know what you want from me today, but I want to honor you. And we want to fight and be strong and we want to lean on you. So take, you know, just take things out of our way that, that you know, where, where it's obvious we're not trying to do this or we can't do this by ourselves. But uh, it's such a challenge and it's uh, hard. And, and, and we're so fortunate, though. Jason, we got so many people that have come alongside us, so many people praying across the country, the profession football yeah. profession, this coaching profession has stepped up in a huge way. Our church community, the community of Jonesboro, I mean, it, it's been amazing to see people pull together. And um, it's just daily challenge. And, and there's days that we fail miserably, but we just try to pick back up and, and find him and cling to the promises that we're not alone and that uh, that uh, all things can work for his glory. And that's what we want. Uh, and that ultimately that this is, you know, just a resting spot, man, that there's a so much better uh, waiting in eternity. And that if that's what uh, that's what God chooses to do to take her home, that we know, man, there's just such an amazing place and an amazing eternity waiting for us. So yeah. without that hope, I don't know how you do it without knowing that. I don't know how you do it. You mentioned community and the and the importance of having that community. And for so many people who go through something like this. It's often that we want, I've seen it from my church community and people going through things like this, if they want to just keep it private and kind of, you know, grieve and work through this together. But you said being such a public figure and being a head football coach, obviously, but having the community, can you explain why that is so important to have people to be around and lean on and just have uh, community with others in a trial like this as you're going through it? Well, there's power in prayer, and, and obviously God meant for us to do this together. I mean, he wouldn't have us come to church if he didn't want us to do it as a community. And so right. um, it's really easy to want to withdraw, and it's really easy to want to just shut the doors. But it's also, this is a platform that God's given us too. And, and if God can be uh, seen through what she's going through and what we're going through as a family, I mean, it's not our place to rob you know him of that platform. And, and so... To me, it's partly about the strength of community and love that comes and the prayer that comes from so many people, but also it's our responsibility. This is this is our platform. This is our mission. This is our mission field. And and so we, I don't want to miss the opportunity to claim Christ in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of hardship. And so it's twofold, power and strength from others and iron sharpens iron and, and the strength of the body of Christ, but also I mean, this is where he's got us, and we need to claim and praise him through it. And so I think it's uh, there's just a lot of different things that, that are involved uh, and just trying to be, again, being faithful in that every day. And you're still trying to be a football coach, and you got a lot of guys to, to oversee. What's that been like? I know it's the off season, and thankfully that's probably uh, some time when you have more availability to be able to be there with your family, but the season's coming soon. So how do you think you're going to be able to, to kind of balance all of that? Heck, I don't know. A lot of prayer and, again, a lot of support. <laughs> i got a great great staff, great staff of people, and uh, even even my administration, my AD, Terry Mahajer, and 
and the folks, uh, you know, Chuck Welch and, and Kelly Danfoss, all my bosses, their their families have stepped up in a huge way. Everybody's trying to help, and and so we're going to keep doing what we do, and and we're going to utilize the help of the, uh, of good nurses and 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 good people in town and and throughout our church. But but it kind of goes back to what I said before. I mean, I've got kids on my team that have lost loved ones, and I got kids on my team that have people sick in their family. I got kids on my team that go through tragedy every day. And, and yeah. you know, I, I need to be able to be an example to show them that I'm going to lean on God and lean on the people around me and that we're going we're gonna to keep fighting through awful circumstances every day and, and that God's going to get the glory. I mean, if, it, it's easy to do that when things are going great and we're winning games and nobody's sick and everybody's healthy and, and everything's ro- rolling our way. It's, it's how do I lead the young men and the people that, that God's putting in my, on my staff and, and in, the, in my program and, and even those eyes in the, out in the community and across the country, how do I lead them uh, when things are going more, things are going bad? I mean, how do I respond? And hopefully they see a guy that still loves the Lord and is claiming his promises and, and, and leaning into him and, and loving his wife and family and trying to find as much balance as he can and knowing that God's ultimately in control of the outcome. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that's what they see. And so I'm going to try to do the job the best I can and find balance where I can and lean on the people that, that are around us. Mm. Coach, thanks so much for being here. Last question for you. Uh, we asked this to all of our guests. I'm curious where God has you right now. What are you learning from the Lord today? What has he been teaching you in the season of life? All that you're going through, certainly as a husband, dad, a football coach, what are you learning from God right now? Well, really, just to just to find him every day, to take up my cross and 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 follow him every day. That that you know, you go to sleep, you lay your head on a pillow, and that you get up the next day, and you're still fighting cancer. You still got a team to lead. You still got to recruit. You still got to raise kids, and you know you can't do any of those things on your own. That you got to find him and seek him and and find power and strength in him. And so, just right now, more than ever, just to truly rely on him and not my own power, but uh, to truly just seek and find him every day and. Uh, when I do a good job of that, you know, I find myself making it through. And when I don't, uh, I look up midway through the day and realize, man, I have been, I've been trying to walk this on my own all day. Mm. Blake Anderson, Arkansas State head football coach. The season begins August 31st at home against SMU. Thanks for being here on the show. Thanks for being so transparent. And uh, we'll be watching this year, praying for your wife, of course, and your family and wishing you nothing but the best. Thanks, coach. Appreciate you so much. Many thanks to Arkansas State head football coach Blake Anderson for joining us here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. And we'll also be continuing to pray for his wife, Wendy, as she courageously battles cancer. Praying for healing, praying for wisdom, praying for the doctors to be able to operate properly. Um, praying for Blake and his family uh, to be able to have the strength and the courage to uh, continue to walk this walk and fight this fight with Wendy and praying for their souls and their spirits to continue to trust God in the process. I, I mean, Blake was beautiful in the way that he said that in the podcast, but that is very difficult. Uh, believer or not, it is a very difficult thing to completely and fully trust in God that he has a plan for all of this when you're in the midst of something like what Wendy is battling in stage four breast cancer. So we pray for the Andersons. Certainly thank you to Blake Anderson and wish him Nothing but the best for a great 2019 Arkansas State football season as well in the Sun Belt Conference. Thanks to Blake and thanks to Compassion International for continuing to be a sponsor 
on this podcast. They're great partners, and we wouldn't recommend them if we didn't believe in the mission that they are on, which is to release children from poverty and doing it all in Jesus' name. So to learn more, go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Pray about it. Consider sponsoring a child. It's $38 a month. Again, the website, Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, food education, vocational training, medical care. It's all done, like I said, in Jesus' name. Please consider sponsoring a child today. Thanks for listening to this episode with Blake Anderson. If this is the first time you've heard us here at Sports Spectrum, just want to say welcome. Great to have you along. Please click that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening to this interview on. And then when you click subscribe, that will allow you to never miss an episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast going forward. And listen, we have a ton of interviews that we've done. So go back and listen to some of the archival content as well. Lots of great interviews over the past two years. Amazing stories, amazing journeys, testimonies of who Christ is. Take a listen, click that subscribe button, and never miss an episode of Sports Spectrum's podcast. Also, check out our website, sportspectrum.com. That's where all of our content can be found, including a daily devotional, as well as this podcast and articles all day long on the intersection of sports and faith. You can also reach me directly and email me, jason at sportspectrum.com, jason at sportspectrum.com. I'd love to hear from you. Any ideas you have for guests? or any thoughts on this podcast or anything regarding the intersection of sports and faith. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. This is Sports Spectrum.